Hi, beautiful bee. I'm so happy that you landed here, whether you are a healing to happy friend or you are a community member of Kathleen or Melissa from Connecting the Dots podcast. I am just so happy that you're here. This is a space. Hi, also. Hi, my name is Laura Patricia Martin. Um, this is a space where we slay shame. We have honest conversations. It's it's basically like sitting around a coffee table with your girlfriends, having a glass of wine, and talking about the things that maybe feel like a bit of a stretch. I'm a trauma specialist. I'm a relationship specialist. And I really... Podcasts saved my life. Like, years ago when I first started my journey in overcoming big T trauma, podcasts were a space where I felt like I could land safely and be understood by strangers on the internet. And so I try to make that the energy here. I like to call it just a living sanctuary on the internet that you get to listen to as you cook, you clean, you walk, you do the things. And I just ask for an open heart. You don't have to be someone that is navigating big T trauma or walking through anything, really. I mean, it can be just you want to learn. You know, you want to have deep connections that you're maybe not seeing in real life or you want to deepen the connections that you do have and start conversations around shame or body image issues or losing sense of self or fad diets, which are all topics that we're going to be talking today with Kathleen and Melissa and... It's all about self-empowerment. Honestly, these two forces. I actually just found out that Kathleen lives in Dallas. So I'm going to be meeting up with her when she gets back in town. Because as I was, they all, we did a collaboration. So I was interviewed on their podcast. And then I interviewed both of them on my podcast. And I was like scrolling through their Instagram. And I was like, holy pickles. She lives here. Be my best friend. And that's what this conversation was. It really is understanding our bodies, understanding how health is a reflection of our self-empowerment. They share their journeys. They share how health is really the foundation of taking care of your body. You guys know my background is IBS anxiety. So gut health, the gut brain connection, neuroinflammation. I was a, I am a huge science nerd in that realm. And it's a big foundation of what I walk my clients through inside of say sacred singlehood or unbreakably bold, which is our two trauma forward programs. And they touch on this and they share their journeys and how health has been a catalyst for them creating their big mission and their big purpose. And, you know, looking at what optimal health looks like, looking how, you know, the skin and the stress and the slowing down and, you know, wanting to have the logic with meeting the energetics. And so I fucking love them. I'm I'm so excited to bring them to you. Or if you're from their community, I'm so happy to have you here. And if you're feeling called, you can go find them. I'll be sure to put their Instagrams in the show notes. But Kathleen's is Kathleen Carney Wellness. And you can find that over on Instagram. And then Melissa's as Melissa Chamas. So Melissa C-H-A-M-M-A-S. And I'll be sure to put that in the show notes. Go check out their podcast. They're stepping into season two. It is called Connecting the Dots. The first season was just Kathleen. And now it is both of them, which is so cool. They're friends from college and they're doing something together. So beautiful and life's work and it's just soul giving and I'm so excited. And then if you're someone that is looking to really step into this next version of self in your singlehood, in your sovereignty, in wanting to up-level your current relationships in a trauma-informed matter, Sacred Singlehood, we just kicked off if you're listening to this after September 6th, which is this launches September 5th. So around that time. We just kicked off. It is a three to four week program with high immersion. This is a signature program. So it's a longer container. So I get to know you personally. And then we get to really rewire and rework your nervous system so that you can call in a love story for the ages. So you can really be that phoenix rising. So this breakup can be your breakthrough. This is the program that was built when I got myself out of domestic violence and recalibrated my nervous system to then call in a love that was so safe and so sound. And then this program again held me through my breakup when we launched it and we ran it. And it's so beautiful and it's so grounding. And 
I'm not sure when we're going to be running it again. I'm not sure at this capacity, high level, high touch, things of that nature. So if you're on the fence, this is your invitation. This is your calling. This is this is your welcome. Um, we've added extended payment lines because I know y'all asked about that. I will not be doing that next round. So if you're looking for something that's extended, we added that for this round, but we will not be doing that for next round. And the next round will not be as high touch and it won't be until next year. So there's your little push, <laughs> but I love you. I will see you on the other side of this. Everything will be in the show notes as always. If this lands with you, if you know someone that is navigating health, wanting to learn more about it, feeling like they need a little bit more grounding and understanding in that health and nutrition arena and coming from a soft space, share this with them. That's my ask. So I love you and I will see you on the other side. You are listening to the Healing to Happy podcast, a podcast where we have hard conversations that slay shame. It's about leaning into the vulnerability and reclaiming your bravery. I am Laura Patricia Martin, a trauma specialist who created this podcast to help women like you collapse the walls built up around their hearts due to the shame and trauma and life experiences, to have conversations we may be struggling to have with those around us so that we can break down the walls that are holding us back from living this bold, juicy, brave life. Here, myself, my guests, and my friends share their journeys of rebirth to help us get out of our own way, build authentic relationships and heart-centered businesses and dance proudly into our fullest expression. I believe that when we bring light to a shadow, find richness within the in-between period with women who understand us, co-regulation occurs, safety is imprinted, and we begin to set the tone for limitless potentiality. I am so honored to be here with you. So let's begin. Hi, cutie patooties. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm so excited to have you both here. Um, before we jump in to introductions and all the juiciness and what have you, I like to start my podcast out. Sometimes I forget to have this, ask this question. So anyone that's tuning in is going to be like, bitch, no, you don't. Not all the time. Um, <laughs> but I like to ask the question, what are you currently healing your way to happy on? Because sometimes we put people in podcasts on pedestals and we forget that they're humans too. So I like to start out just starting there, starting fresh. So whoever wants to start, let me know. <laughs> Melissa, go ahead. Um, healing my way to happy. I think um, since I know we've been talking a lot about relationships earlier today too, um, healing my relationship with food. Mm. Love it. Love it. Mine would be I have been on a healing journey for the last five months. Um, I had acne growing up, and then um, through you know taking Accutane and going on birth control, it went away when I was younger, and then through my health journey, I realized that maybe. Some of the conventional medicine practices weren't really for me and also realizing that I got some side effects from those, um, drugs. And so I, you know, had anxiety develop, um, problems having bowel movements, um, and just other PMS, other issues happen. And so while my skin was clear, I was like, I'm not healed from this skin issue. And so that's really what I've been tackling for the last five months. And I'm happy to say that I'm almost healed to happy, but we still have a couple, couple more things that I'm working on, but that's where, it's where we are now. Mm. I feel you on that so much, so much sense. So thank you both for sharing that. And they're both, both those topics near and dear to my heart. I had an eating disorder for probably over a decade. And then I had skin issues that they could never fucking figure out what was actually wrong with me for so long. So I get you the impact it has on your soul, the realness that it weighs on the, all that kind of stuff. And just applauding you for walking through that. Um, of course we're going to dive deeper into it because that's the realness of this podcast. But before we jump into that, can you introduce yourself to my lovely community or reintroduce yourself to your community if they're tuning in here? <laughs> I 
I guess I'll go first again. So hi, I'm <laughs> Melissa Chemis. Um, I am a former yoga teacher. I currently work at a bank, but I am also the co-host of the podcast Connecting the Dots with Kathleen. Um, I guess my healing journey kind of started with starting to teach yoga. I had a family family divorce, a lot of family situations, and growing up, I had, I guess, the relationship with food again always, always on the fad diets and everything and a lot of different injuries as well. So once I graduated college, I started to teach yoga and never thought I would actually teach, just kind of wanted to learn more. And I came to yoga because I had a lot of injuries and I wanted to heal my physical body. And then I started learning more of the emotional side, started learning that yoga was a way to heal more than just my physical body, but the emotional learn, learn things like vulnerability and learning, like finding my voice and all of those different aspects and then learning more about who I am and then boundaries and all these different things. And that was the time when my family was going through this divorce and I was kind of this, the family therapist. And I was learning more about like who I wanted to be and kind of break out of the, that shell. Um, and I think really starting to teach yoga kind of just changed the trajectory trajectory of what I really wanted with my life and always asked us like what is our purpose and our why and I would say like because yoga kind of healed me like my why is to like help others heal so Mm. with the podcast now um that we are co-hosting our hope is to kind of teach others ways that they could take charge of their own health and like kind of learn all of these things from our experiences that we've had Mm. I love that I'm so excited for this chat y'all I'm so excited. But let's get to Kathleen. Please introduce yourself. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm Kathleen Carney. I am an author, a podcast host, and in two weeks, I will be a nutrition educator. So a nutrition educator, if this comes out after that. Um, and, you know, my journey has definitely not been linear to get to where we are today. Um, I had a really good foundation laid down by my parents who are both very health conscious and very into physical activity and movement and spirituality and a lot of the facets of wellness. So they definitely laid a solid foundation for me. And then, you know, when I had freedom, I said, screw you. And the foundation that you laid, I'm going to not do anything that you taught me um, and learn from my own, you know, mistakes, which is how I am as a person. I have to do things. I have to see that I have to feel it to like learn and understand. So the only way I was going to realize that for most of my life, my parents were right. Um, Like I had said, when I'm currently healing um, throughout, probably from 12 to 17, I had cystic acne. And then, you know, that went away, but a lot of the other problems that I had mentioned earlier did not go away and only continued to get worse throughout my college days when I was wildly unhealthy. Um, and then I was a teacher for three years, um, in title one schools. And so it was in a very high stress environment. And so you can only imagine, that my health uh, continued to decline. Um, And it really didn't take until a really close friend of mine was diagnosed with cancer at the age of 23 for me to be like, oh, shoot, like all of these little symptoms and side effects and health, you know, concerns that I'm having, like I need to take seriously, like I might be 23, but I'm not invincible case in point. Um, And so I started doing a ton of research for her Um, but I think my subconscious was like, you need all of this too. Um, and that's where I fell in love with food and nutrition and thinking of food as medicine instead of just food as something that like we need to satisfy hunger or something that's just delicious, but actually we can use it to our advantage. Um, And that's really when my whole life changed and I started to learn about mindfulness and physical activity and health and all of these facets of wellness that, like I had said, my parents had laid this foundation down, but I never really cared about or took seriously until it was kind of smack in my face. Um, And so my experience 
with my family and my friend Trish and another friend of mine who also was battling chronic health issues um, all kind of came together at when I was 23 and I ended up writing a book. Um, we can't change what we don't know how I started to think of food as medicine about our experience and the research that I did on mostly nutrition, uh, to help her heal. Um, but also taking wisdom from my mom and my friend, Alexandra, who leaned into this mindset as well and wanted to heal and that was like, okay, this is what I want to do with my life. So after that book came out, I, you know, quit teaching and went back to school for nutrition education, which like I said, I'm about to be done with and be a nutrition educator. And we started the podcast connecting the dots. And I'm just hoping to continue to grow and learn from people like you who can offer a well-balanced, well-rounded view of wellness to help people stay well and not have to deal with so many of the health issues that I've had to, that my mom has had to, that friends of mine have had to. And really, if, if we are battling those things, making sure that we have the tools to heal and help ourselves from them. Mm. I feel like both of you kind of found your purpose within this like alignment, right? Just like this helps me or this helps someone I care about. And therefore now I need to share it with the world. Like it's this like juice that everyone needs to suckle down because it's just so delicious and it's so healing and it is so nourishing. And it's a fact that a lot of us overstep it right? Where it's like, I know for me, yoga was like one of the last things on my list. Cause I was like, it's not an effective workout. I am not going to lose weight. Ding. No, next. And didn't realize like, wait, I need that one. Like that's such a big thing with like trauma recovery, using yoga as a stretch because you're holding positions for a long time. If you don't want to go back to your origin story, using yoga in that context, holding a hard position will actually reprogram your nervous system to be like, oh, you can do hard things and then get out of it. There you go. Like fight, fight, freeze. You're moving through it. And then with nutrition, it's really kind of stepping into that portal of like, this is how I know how to nourish myself. And it gives you a sense of like power and purpose and claiming like, I know what to eat to support myself at this moment. And it's a thing we don't know, right? Like, it, I mean, it's very basic what we learned in school. Correct me if I'm wrong, if you guys have a different education, but it was like, this is milk, that is dairy. This is meat, that is meat. And it was like, that That was the context of it. And it was like, figure the fuck out, go to college, figure out how to cook for yourself. You're like, not gonna do that, easy mac it is. And then all of a sudden you're sick. And you're like, I didn't even know that, my brain was capable of superpowers because it wasn't nourished. It wasn't rested. It wasn't tapped into its intuition. It was this whole thing of basically bypassing, right? Like bypassing what it is. And so I'm curious to hear from both of you, just like how you see health and your journey and all of these aspects as a form of self-respect, as a form of finding your purpose and how that transmuted for you. And if someone, let's just start with that and then I'll keep going. Sorry. <laughs> well, it's funny you say that you did not like yoga when you started because I hated it. I hated it. I was laughing. I was like, what is this own thing? Like, this is just stretching. It's not a workout. Like, this is this is stupid. Um, But it took until I went to this class and they were playing like, it was a hot yoga class. They were playing extremely loud music and I love music, kind of like getting lost in the music. These really hard postures. They really focus on your breath like breath to movement. And I was like, okay, now, I, now I'm starting to get it. Like I'm really starting to get lost and like lost in my thoughts. And for me, slowing down was really hard. Like I was always like, I was a perfectionist. I worked a lot. Like at, in college, I had two jobs I was in a sorority. I was a math major, mind, like all these things. So the idea of slowing down was like scary for me. And that's one of the things, especially in yoga, they always say like Shavasana is the hardest pose when you're just laying on the mat because you're surrendering and you're just being there with your breath and your thoughts. And that was one of the things that one of the biggest lessons I learned was to like surrender and to like be really connected with my body and like learn what my body needs. And like you were saying before, like kind of learning these things on how you can push your physical body on the mat and like how you can, in those moments of silence, when you're in a hard posture for over a minute, like focus on your breath, like control that aspect, how you can take that off the mat into your daily life. Like how you, can you do this in like any situation? Maybe you're angry. Maybe you're about to react to something. Like how can you slow down and just breathe 
and think about that. So I think like those are some of the biggest things that I learned, like not just like the physical thing and like how to help heal my body. Like I also learned how, like what the idea of active versus passive flexibility is. And like, you can't just push your body past its limits because that's how you end up with injuries. And most of my injuries were overusing it. So it's a, it's a common theme, whether it's physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, just kind of like pushing myself past its limits and kind of learning what those boundaries were and I think because I was a math major I was very logic driven so the idea of yoga and spirituality and chakras and crystals and stuff I was like this doesn't make sense to me like it's not logical like no but then once I started to experience it and I started to feel it and like once you're starting to learn like the science behind it and the energetics then I'm like okay this is now I actually see what's going on and I think for me because I was so like so against it almost and like so logical like the opposite brain I feel like there are a lot of people who are like that and who are almost resistant that like my experiences and stories like when I've talked to people they're like oh okay like maybe it isn't as bad as I thought maybe it could help me in different ways and that's one of the things that like I hope to share like with when I was teaching or like when I'm speaking about it and even just like helping people stretch because like my coworkers will tell me their back hurts I'm like okay here's five different stretches like if you're sitting at a desk all day like like opening your heart like kind of all these things and then it's helping people start to feel better I don't know if that really answered the question but (laughs) no it definitely did and you spoke to so many things where like I'm the same way like I need logic I need someone give me something so my left brain is like, this makes sense. Let me look at this in a way that it's like, let me get into it. And therefore I will do it, which is silly because I'm not in, like, I love feminine energy and I love that kind of stuff, but still I'm like, can you give me a paper so I can read it so I can actually study it and things like that. And it, it gives you, I don't know this, I don't want to say hall pass, I guess a permission slip where it's like, okay, yes, this makes sense. And then you get to blend it into your everyday life. And I love how you said where it's like, it's not just on the mat, right? Like that is the biggest fucking thing where it's like, yes, you can learn a style of workout and that's totally fucking fine. But the cool thing about yoga and the cool thing about getting in your body is you get to take that in every fucking situation that you tap into, right? Like you get to bring it into work. You get to bring it into your relationships. You get to bring it into the bedroom. Like there are so many places that you get to play with this in that is just beyond this is my quote unquote workout. And there you go. And I love that you said music because I'm a huge fan. That's what we're doing right now as well Is how do we blend music in the self-development space? Um, because again, it's getting in your body. How do I regulate? How do I use? How do I do these kind of things? And so Kathleen, I'm curious to see how it is for you. I know you kind of touched on it a little bit of how nutrition and things like that led to your purpose and your understanding and your self-development, but has it impacted your, what's the word I want to use? Self-worth, I guess, self-understanding. And I know you said stuff about your skin and kind of understanding that aspect, like where in understanding about nutrition and things, did you reclaim your power and how does that look for you now? Yeah, I think something that I just never really realized what I was doing is like, I was very similar to Melissa of just like, go, 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 go. I stretched myself to the absolute limit. I pulled all nighters like two or three times a week because I wanted to be a straight A student, work two jobs, be the vice president of my sorority and also rage face five nights a week. Like I wanted to do everything. And at first, like, I feel like throughout college, I feel like college, I reflect now and I'm like, oh my gosh, I did so many things for certain reasons, but in the moment I never knew. This is like, you know, looking back. But like in high school, I always got like, oh, I didn't know that you were smart. I didn't know that you were an honor student. Um, And so then when I went to college, I was like, oh, like I need to be really smart. Like I need to be on it. Everyone needs to respect me. And then I got that. And then I, but I wasn't fun. So then I was like, oh, I need to be fun. And so then I was known as like the party girl and the la- I, my superlative, my sophomore year was last one at the post game. And it was like a picture of me holding a natty light and holding like a wood block and like having no life in my eyes. And like, then that's how I was known. And so then I was like, well, I don't want to be known as this. 
So then let me get two jobs and become the vice president and gain everyone's respect. And so I felt like I was like constantly playing this game of like, people are judging me and that's not what I want. So let me be this thing and that thing. And it kind of led me to my senior year when it was time to figure out what we're going to do with our lives and me being like, I don't even know who the fuck I am. How the hell am I going to know what I'm going to do with my life? Promise there's a point. Um, And so, and so, you know, I went down this path of teaching and doing this program and learning a ton about not myself. I didn't really, but I learned a ton about the world around me, which was definitely good, got out of my bubble. But then it was through learning about health and nutrition and, you know, best practices and realizing I did none of them. Any of the best practices that I recommend now or that I read through research, like that was not me. Sleep was getting four to six hours. Nutrition was eating frozen meals for dinner and, you know, whatever the kids were having at school for lunch. And that, that was whatever. Cause that was quick, easy, convenient, um, physical activity, zero, unless you include walking to school, like my car and standing while teaching. But like, other than that, wasn't doing it. And so I was like, I need to take a really hard look at myself and be like, what is my priority? Who am I? And like, what the hell am I doing? (laughs) And that was really when I fell into the nutrition research. And I was like, okay, this is tangible. This is one step that I can take to better myself and to start to figure out, okay. And it's funny how you said like, your skin issues and learning about yourself and that like I read this book um liver rescue by medical medium and he had a whole chapter on acne and it was like if you have acne you probably also get frequent UTIs and you probably have anxiety and I'm like are you writing this about me like what the hell and I um, so I started reading more into his advice and it was like gluten and dairy are the first two things that have to go my entire life. What are the two foods that I eat the most grilled cheese, uh, quesadillas, like glue bagels and cream cheese, yogurt and granola. Like my whole life was gluten and dairy. And I, you know, ended up discovering that I had the Epstein-Barr virus and this virus is addicted to gluten and dairy. So that's why I craved it my whole life. And that was the only thing that I wanted. So then like, once I had this knowledge, I was like, oh my gosh, like, okay, I can give, I can give this up maybe hopefully. And once I did that, I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm capable of doing, you know, so many things to help myself. I'm capable of making changes that a lot of people are like, how could you ever give up pizza? I could never. And you're just like, I don't know. Like I, and that was my first thing. I was like, well, I care about myself. I respect myself. And so I'm going to do what my body needs me to do. And so once I, you know, slowly, but surely had that mindset, so many things started changing for me. I started making more positive changes to my diet, prioritizing meal prepping. And that was like my first in, and that was like all my wins. And I was like, okay, like I'm healing. I ended up losing my college weight that I had put on. I ended up like not having anxiety. I ended up having more energy. And so then I had energy to get up and work out in the morning before school. And then I had energy to, you know, spend time and make meaningful relationships and start to go to therapy because, you know, therapy was something that I was like, how the heck do I have time for that? Well, you, when you have energy and your head is starting to get clear, you find the time. And so I just started making these like little nuggets and these little changes. And was like, I need to share this with people. I need to share this discovery. And that's how I ended up writing my book. And, you know, with the positive feedback and people being like, oh my goodness, I didn't realize that this was potentially harmful to me, or this could be contributing to these symptoms. You're helping me so much. I was like, wait, like, yeah, this is it. This is the thing. Um, 
and not saying that I like, you know, completely healed or changed then, as you know, in the last six months, that was in 2019, we're in 2022. So it's still been years of, you know, learning more things, doing, you know, better routines, healing other wounds. But that was my first win. And my first realization was like, it doesn't matter what other people think. It matters what I think and how I feel. And like, I'm going to put me first. And that was, I mean, that was major. That was everything. And it really is like, that's the whole piece that I hear from both of you is just, it takes first a hard look itself. Like that's the thing that so many of us, and I know we spoke about this a bit because go check out if anyone's listening, go check out their podcast, connecting the dots. I was just on it. Um, But we talked about that hard look itself and how people want to avoid it, right? Where it's like, I don't want to, I'm going to keep going at the pace that I'm going at because I'm trying to find the mask and the place to belong. And I'm going to try on all these different personality traits and therefore self-abandon. And then all of a sudden you're sitting there and you're like, who the actual fuck am I? Like, what am I doing? Why am I here? And we hit that point, right? Whether it's our Saturn return and we're almost 30 or it's we're exiting college and it's like, here, pick everything you want out of life. And you're like, I'm fucking 21. What do you mean? I don't know. I was just doing keg stand. And it's like this whole thing. And they're like, go figure it out. And you're like, I need to look, I need a hard fucking look at my life. And from there we start to reprogram where it's like, where am I actually putting myself worth? Where am I putting myself value? How do, how do I want to navigate this one precious life? And it goes so fucking quick, right? Like it just goes so fast. And it's one of those things to be like, but who am I and what am I doing? And that's going to be a forever fucking journey. Like I literally ran into a friend today on the trail and I was like, what are we doing? I don't know. Like, what do I do with my hands? Will this ever stop? And she's like, I don't really think so which is the fun part about it. But when you have that hard look itself, you just kind of also write that permission slip of like, you're not going to fucking get it perfect, but are you doing better? Are you aligning with your values? Are you taking space up in your own life for yourself instead of just your career or just schoolwork or just other people? And you're turning it inwards and you're like, Hey, health to me actually means space for me. So where can I start to compartmentalize and figure out that puzzle piece? And I'm curious to see how that transition is for you because that's the roadblock, right? Like so many times it could be like, go, we all fucking know what to do. Eat, sleep, have sex, eat, go for walks, like get in the sunlight. We, we know, we know what to do. And then all of a sudden it's 9 PM and you're like, what's my name? What am I doing here? Like, how did it go so quick? And so I'm curious to know how, y'all transitioned and made that space and that vortex for yourself and I know some like I struggle with it sometimes too still like I'll be like where did my day go but like it really is that grounding force and so if someone's in that space where they're like I don't have time I have a kid I have this I have school I have that I have all this kind of stuff so what would be your hard truth reality of reprogramming that and how you've done that with yourselves It's a great question. Um, so it's funny. So after I graduated college, when I was like working two jobs, sorority, like major everything, I went to a strict nine to five working for the government. So that's what really was like, oh shit, I have a lot of time on my hands. So that's when I really decided to start to do teacher training. Never thought I'd actually teach. I was like, okay, I need something to fill my time. And then filling my time started being like, okay, now then with my whole family divorce, there it came a breaking point where I was like, okay, my new year's resolution, I need to be selfish. Like this is going to be my decision. I'm going to choose myself for once and put myself first. And I, we talked earlier on our podcast about the attachment styles and I tend to be very avoidant when it comes to emotions. Um, so I was throwing myself in not just work, but in yoga, kind of like focusing on that as a distraction mechanism. Never thought I'd teach, never thought I'd have the confidence to teach either. Like it was more just let me learn it all. And then as slowly as we started going into that, it's like I started building my confidence up. I started learning, like getting more connected to myself. And like I was saying, like finding my voice and something else, like I didn't realize it was like not just my relationship with myself, but my relationship with others. Because in yoga, you have like hands on adjustments. Well, pre-COVID, we did that. Um, and like leading students through safely. And I found through that experience, it was almost tough for me because I had struggled with a lot of injuries. So I was almost uncomfortable, like touching other people, like in, like, I don't know what they're going through. I don't know these people like leading them through safely. So it was kind of balancing this whole, like, 
okay, now I'm starting to learn my relationship with other people and kind of like, like sex and relationships, like when it comes to yoga, because you, you wouldn't think of that. Um, but then it's like, yeah, you're, when you're teaching, you're teaching a class for an hour, leading them through safely, the music, the lights, everything. And you so focused on also, are my students going to like it? What is everyone else thinking? And something that my teacher told me that stuck with me since then was that you're never going to please everyone. And if you, if you don't like it, like basically if you don't do anything, you're not any, like someone, there's always going to be a hater, no matter what you play this music, someone's going to hate it. If you put the lights too dark, they're going to want it brighter. There's so just be you because you're never going to satisfy everyone. Otherwise you're not doing anything with your life. And just kind of getting over that hump was what I, I think really needed. And now that I live in New York, um, working at a bank, even though we're working from home, it's still long hours. I have, I haven't taught in a little while. Um, the whole COVID thing, obviously haven't gone back into teaching. It was more like now I'm starting to find that balance of I'm reverting back to the old style, but I know now how to balance it. And I know now I can't get too caught up in the work style. And I, I catch myself when I'm working too long or I'm not eating or I'm not working out. So it's kind of creating those boundaries with work. Like, okay, in the morning, um, I never used to work out in the morning, but because I've been working from home, my body's breaking down on me. So I'm like, okay, I need to work out in the morning. I need to start exercising more. I need like a break in the middle of the day. I can't stare at a screen for 12 hours and like creating those boundaries and learning from the things I have in the past and just being like, I think you said earlier, but like being aware of how you are acting in the current moment and what will kind of take me to be a better me, I guess. Kind of long-winded answer there. No, I love it. And it's it's something that you touched on that was so key where it's like you said after your parents' divorce and shifting into this yoga and things like that, but it's like there's a difference between being busy per, for productive reasons, right? Like I'm shifting who I am. I'm rebuilding my persona. I'm rebuilding my purpose. So therefore I'm staying busy and I'm doing something that's actually beneficial. Whereas like, you know, like I started my company as well. First iteration of my company when I was in Asia, where it was like, I'm building this company and it was out of the trauma response. Like it was straight avoidance, totally up its little butt working 14 hour days and then got to the end of it. And I was like, there's not enough money in the world to ever satisfy my little cotton socks over here. Like, but it sounds like for you in yoga and being busy. And I'm saying this because it was just a conversation I was having in my mastermind about someone going through a breakup. And she's like, I feel like staying busy. And I feel like this is productive. I'm like, sometimes it fucking is like, and it's not really looking at like, oh, I need to sit and find time to meditate every day. And it's like, no, sometimes, especially when you're building a career and you're building a business and you're starting your life and we're in this transition phase, we are busier right? It, like, but what is, what's the energy behind your quote unquote being busy? Is it still, Hey, I'm very present in my production right now. Like I'm being like, for what you said, like I'm waking up, I'm, you know, yes, sometimes I'm not perfect with it. None of us fucking are, but I'm, I know I need to move my body. I know I need to work out. I know I need to go do these things. And therefore I will start to make space in my morning so that I can do this. And then looking at the day being like, I'm building a fucking career. So I'm, I'm going to be busy for a purpose and I'm going to figure out how present can I be within that production phase? You know what I mean? And that, that's what I heard from what you were saying is just like, there's all these different things. And because it's fresh in my mind, because that's what's happening inside of my mastermind being like, is it okay if I'm busy? And it's like, yes. Is it, is it escapism or is it, I'm figuring out ways to fill this void in my life because going through a divorce and going through this whole rupture of what you thought of stability and what have you, like, of course you have to find ways to feel more stable, like, and that's going to look different from everyone. And so I'm so happy that you shared that. And that's what kind of came of it for you. And yeah, I feel like so many people can relate to that. Yeah. That was a very nice summary of what I said. And <laughs> I agree. I, honestly, I think it's all about the intention behind it. And like, like with the, like what you're prioritizing, like kind of I think you were saying it earlier, the values, like, what are your values? What are you prioritizing? And what is the intention behind each of those actions? Because yeah, so easy to use work and all these things as distractions, like working out is great, but if you're using it to like work out anger, but you're not really, but you're just kind of shoving those emotions down deeper rather than actually letting out, it could build up and be worse down the road. So kind of 
reevaluating that piece. Yeah, let's let's riff on that. Like that is such a fucking hot. Oh, it's such a topic where it's like my heart hurts, right? And I know a lot of women that listen to this, and men. We welcome all people here. Um that listen to this podcast it's very much I'm going through a rupture I'm going through a breakup I'm going through a life transition I'm going through a divorce I'm my something traumatic happened what have you and therefore I'm going to obsess with my health with something that isn't necessarily the best but it's labeled as healthy I did it I was very orthorexic I was 45 pounds underweight than I was right now I had a whole bunch of I lost my period for Five and a half, took me six and a half years to get it back. Skin flare-ups all over my body, couldn't figure it out because I was so hyper-focused on gut health. And I was like, this is how it's done, right? Like, got so obsessed. And so now looking back, of course, 2020 hindsight, vision, what have you, looking at being like, whoa, nightmare. That's not okay. I'm curious to see how that has shown up for you ladies and what's come of it? Because you guys are powerful women. You're walking this path. You're leading this. And so I'm curious to hear what was that like for you going through life events and therefore, or maybe you see this with people that in your life and seeing how they've used this in a not so healthy way because life events have happened and now they're taking it out on their body in some ways that you've overcome that or you've seen them overcome it and just kind of sharing that with this community because it's so fucking popular and I just want to lay the shame around it. Yeah, I think going back to the first question you asked when you were saying, like, how, how can people start to like make these changes? I think both questions go hand in hand, because my honest truth was going to be like, what are your priorities? It's the same of like, when people are like, oh, I can't afford a gym membership, but I can go out on a Friday night and spend $100 at the bar. Like, where do your where do your priorities lie? And that was like one of the hard truths that I had to be told by, I'm pretty sure it was my mom, classic. Um, But like, seriously, like I was going out on Friday and Saturday nights and just getting so drunk, buying shots for everyone, not even looking at my receipts and then being like, oh, but no, 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 I can't have a gym membership and I can't buy all these supplements because no, I don't have money. And so really starting to think like, okay, what's the priority. And so I think for me, my like un my unproductive response prior to having this realization and really taking a hard look at myself was staying so busy and having every single moment of every single day planned out. And like, if there was a moment alone, a moment to myself where none of my friends could hang out or I wasn't working or there wasn't an assignment for grad school to be done, I was depressed. It was like, no one wants to spend time with me. I'm alone. I, that's like, I suck. And it was like, when I had time alone with my own thoughts, like they were not positive. And so I was doing everything to avoid that. And some, like you said, were productive. Some was, you know, working, working out, making food, doing graduate school, like some things were productive, but some weren't. And it was like, I would just say yes to any plan, to going to anything, to spending however much money on dinner and drinks and you know, getting myself, you know, drunk enough to the point where like, I stopped remembering once I got home, I was very, very talented at remembering everything until the Uber ride home. And then goodbye. It was like, Oh, you're going to be safe. So now, now you're good. I don't know. Brains are weird. But that was that was my initial reaction to trauma and to being like overcoming, um, mainly during this time, a really tough relationship. My response was just stay as busy as possible, some productive, some not. And then yeah, it really took taking that hard, hard look and being like, what is wrong with being alone? What, what happens when you're alone? And I had my, she's a a practitioner in neuroemotional technique, but also Reiki and like a million other things. She's like, I'm just a holistic health practitioner. And I'm like, but you're so much more than that, like really generic title. 
Um, but she was like, what ha what, what happens when you're alone? Like, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? And I'm like, no one wants to be with me. And she's like, well, what's the worst part about no one wanting to be with you? And like, it really got down to that, like root cause of like, I had this core belief that like, I'm unlovable. And like, how, where do you go from there? Like, what do you do from that? And what you do is like, you continue going to talk to a therapist or whoever, and also shifting those priorities slowly, but surely I did not, you know, change everything about my life in a day after this realization. Like I had said earlier, nutrition was my in. That took a long time to just do nutrition then we can start building and adding and having those things. But yeah, those are my productive and unproductive mechanisms. Mm. I can relate to so much of what you just said. It's like, used to be the crazy partier going around, not being able to be alone and then being like, oh, wait, the one person, the fear of not being loved. Like that is the core belief. I was just saying this at a full moon ceremony. It's still something that wavers in no matter how much. Like you walk in, you have this magnetism. Like if you ever met me, it's one of those things. It's like, we're bold, we're brave. We walk into a room like we we own the fucking place. And still that will be a little, little twinkle of the heart that you're continually being like, you're so loved. You're so nurtured. You're so safe. Can you be here now? And it is these like stepping stones where, and I love what it sounds like to me is like, you were just diving deeper into that, right? Like, it's like, where can I show myself? I am loved nutrition, working out, sleeping, surrounding myself in the right relationship, especially coming out of a traumatic relationship where like, that is all fucking stripped away. You're like, how did I get here? Why did I get here? How do I not get back here? And it's like all these kind of questions coming through and you're like, like I did the same thing. I was like, let me start with food, I guess. And that sounds like an idea. Like, let me just kind of pop in there. And like, there's two different routes that I've seen, at least in my line of work is like either nutrition, they start there or it's spirituality, but they will always blend together. Eventually. I don't give a fuck where you start because you're going to eventually meet because you, one without the other just does not coexist, you know? So I'm curious to see for you, Melissa, like, how was that for you and that kind of coming home journey for yourself and where are you at now? How's it going? What's up? <laughs> well I mean that's a very good point you make about the spirituality and nutrition I never thought about it like that but I completely agree I mean for me I think the first thing about like caring about myself and nurturing myself I guess was not in a healthy way but when in high school when I started to get like obsessed with food and I like cut out all carbs and I was like oh my god I lost 15 pounds in a month amazing let me keep doing this and then get to college and you're drinking and then I'm still trying to be healthy but I'm like only gonna eat a salad today and then I'm gonna drink tonight um and I'll just like have a little snack at the library clearly not anything healthy not even like really losing weight from that because then you just have the alcohol running through you um and the stress of no sleep and all this stuff and I had the injuries but I would still go to the gym um and I'm like okay I'm working out I'm eating salads I'm I'm healthy here but I'm not sleeping I'm stressing myself out like crazy um one of the big things I noticed too was huge people pleaser and I would always joke, I'm like, good thing I don't have my own problems because I'm so busy helping people with theirs. Um, because like I would be like my friends' therapists and I would help like I love them all. Like I would be like their mom, like all my guy friends, like they they would joke that I was the mom of the house. Like I'm so happy to help them, but it was almost like a kind of like a distraction. Like I loved helping them, I loved giving advice because then I didn't have to like deal with my own shit, like think about any problems I have, like it just kind of go through life like okay next thing next thing next thing. not really like ever living in the moment and I think yeah there was still that like whole food thing and I grew up having a lot of allergies so I had I'm allergic to nuts and then some fruits and then after college it got worse I'm allergic to the cold weather that's a whole other story um and then <laughs> just once you have an allergic reaction your allergies get a lot worse because your body knows what to fight off and then like Kath was saying, with gluten and dairy, just other inflammatory foods. Um, and that's kind of like this whole healing journey I'm on too with the healing my gut, but it's also like that relationship with food aspect because it's like, I think I'm healthy. And like, even over the past few years, like I'm the healthiest quote unquote I've ever been, like not eating gluten, dairy, I haven't drank in months, like all these things, but 
I'm still trying to figure out what isn't going to harm my body from a food perspective. What's going to nourish it? Like I, there's so few things that I could eat right now. Um, it's almost like I'm scared to try new things. And that that's the journey that I'm still on. But I think one thing that was like a huge transition for me with yoga was ironically, my digestion got better because we're doing things like twists and you're getting more blood flow to different parts of your body and um, and also becoming more in tune with your body. So like you're like more mindful eating, noticing like how different food makes you feel. Like after you eat something, do you get slightly anxious or shaky or do you start to feel a little bloated or foggy? Um, I think that's really where the shift came because I was so like just focused on doing what they say is right with but not like doing what's right for me so I mean the past few years has been a whole whole long journey um but and we're still on it right now but I think it is just kind of like healing that whole relationship and really just like that that connection with myself and and realizing like it's okay you don't need to obsess over this stuff and like you don't need to please everyone and it's okay to like be selfish and think about your problems and not answer all of your friends' texts and give them advice at all hours of the night when they keep texting you and you're like, okay, I think, I think we need to create some boundaries here. So, yeah. <laughs> boundaries, baby. They're a real thing. But it, it's so true where it's like, it's like a good transition where it's like, we get stuck in this perfection mentality when we're so used to people pleasing, when we've never been taught how to really have a healthy relationship with our bodies you know like we're told it yes here go do you should lift your body in every shape and form and that's only even just in the past few years because let's be honest that was not a thing for me growing up but we were never like shown that like how what does it feel like to be in your body for it to feel good and, and how do I express that in a way where it's it, it's healthy and so when we're sitting here especially on a gut healing journey so I mean, that's, that's my past background, right? Where it's like, that was the common thing where it's like, we have to get it perfect because if I don't get it perfect, I'm a quote unquote bad girl, right? Like I'm not fitting into this role of people pleasing and doing the things and getting the job and being in perfect shape and looking a certain way and having this kind of income and having this 401k and whatever the narrative is. And we want to feel good, obviously. Like we want to do it right because we feel like such trash at the end of the day, right? And we want to get it right so that we can get out of that, not realizing that this perfectionist mentality is the thing that's like self-sabotaging us. Because we're like, and like checking the back of labels and like hyperventilating about certain things. And then it's like, oh my God, where did the joy go out of my life? And it's like finding that balance where it's like, and kind of going back to what you said, where it's like, understanding like what we need and how to do it as a way of self-honoring like I'm gonna do this because I love myself but then it gets to this point of like I'm doing this because I actually am afraid of myself because it, we, we tipped one way right and so it's like when we're coming out of and I'm speaking from personal experience like this is exactly what I did where it's like it started with a good intention but because I was like oh I'm so off the rocker, like I'm drinking, I'm using drugs, I'm in domestic violence, I'm into all these kind of things. Let me go learn about health. But because I didn't actually heal that like worthiness, unlovable feeling, it was like, then it was like, let me get it perfect. And then it like swung the other way. And I was like, wait, holy pickles, how, where is this? Like, I remember speaking to my therapist and she's like, you're an all or nothing type of person, aren't you? And I was like, facts, what's up? How are we doing? My name's Laura. Welcome to the party. And it's like, what is this gray area thing? I was like, I don't know. And I'm still like, this is still a continuous journey that I'm trying to get that I feel like I'm slowly mastering, but like, it's so confusing because it's like, it's one way it's healthy and it got us out of certain things. And then it can kind of pull at us another way where you're like, and now what do I do with my hands? And how do I get back to this? Like, can I have joy? Can I have pleasure? Can I, can I trust myself around certain foods, certain lifestyle practices without being tempted to swing that other realm? Like I always used to make the joke, like I have PTSD of myself, of my past life where I'm like, if I even indulge or like look at a, something, I'm going to be like, and swing all back. Like I was so afraid of clubs for the longest time. Cause I was like, what if you go back? And like, all of a sudden you're like snorting lines and whatever. And it's like, 
why on earth would you ever fucking do that? Like, no, you're just going to dance. Like, it's fine. You're not even in that realm of life anymore. But it's like, we have these notions in our head that we hold on to because that perfectionist people pleaser needing to be a good girl. Like I, I too definitely get stuck in those mentalities where I'm like, for fuck's sake, like, where's the breath, right? Like, how do I come back to the breath? How do I come back to the present? How do I feel safe in the moment knowing that, you know, we got our backs. It's for a good reason, but it's definitely, and maybe we can speak to this is just that like perfectionist mentality that like claws at the soul from time to time. (laughs) Do you guys experience this? Am I alone in this? No, you're not alone. And something that you said too, while you were getting to this perfectionist mentality, which is so real, it was when you were saying like, uh, how do we even know like what our body needs and how we're feeling? And so many times when Melissa and I have conversations with people, and of course our friends and family ask us a ton of questions about like how we're we're both healing our guts kind of weirdly at the same time, but different ways, which has been like really fun. Um, but like, well, what about this? What about this? And like, people have just learned to live with whatever symptom they have and that's their normal. And that's how it was for me, like being chronically constipated and having anxiety and having horrible periods every month. That was just me. And, you know, not to shame any doctors, but like doctors would just say, oh, this is how you've been your whole life. Okay. Then that's normal. Like, that's cool. Or like, oh yeah, like PMS for women. Yeah. That's totally, yeah. So many women get, have these same exact symptoms, normal. And so we kind of like, are not, like you said, we're not taught to know ourselves and our bodies and our, honestly, our intuition. We're just like kind of taught what's normal and what's not. And so it makes it almost virtually impossible for you to know that like something's up or to get really real with yourself when like you, you're not taught these things. You're not taught any, like really what is truly health. And it's taken me so long to even understand that health isn't the absence of disease. Like that's not the definite, that's not the definition while it's a part of it. Like health is having vitality, having energy, loving yourself, feeling good in your own skin. Like that's health. And no one talks about that. No, you know, no one gets there. And so I feel like to get to the perfectionism point of it is like so much is out of our control, even in our own bodies. It feels like, like, oh, i have these horrible periods that's out of my, out of my control. That just happens to me. And, you know, we have these victim mentalities. So we focus on things that are in our control. So it might be a relationship. It might be work. It might be food. It might be exercise, whatever that like in of control is when so much feels out of our control that's when that for me at least the perfectionist comes out because I'm just like oh my gosh everything is chaos I'm falling apart but this this I'm gonna be really good at and that's gonna be my thing and so you know I I hope that to kind of get out of the perfectionist mentality and get out of this space of like we're not in control like like I said before, I hope that people are finding practitioners or, you know, healers or nutritionists and yoga instructors and people like us who are giving you the tools to take your control back and to learn to understand yourself. Because while, I mean, it's not a bad thing to want to do things well, it's not a bad thing to want to do things right. And it's definitely not bad to want to do things right for yourself. Hopefully, when you regain that sense of control, you're a little bit more flexible and a little bit less of that perfect, perfect, perfect times 100 on the go mentality. Facts. Like, that's all I have to say. It's just like facts. Like, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, it's the surrender, right? It's the same thing that we were talking about earlier. It's like the deep surrender of like, okay, 
find your trust, find your values, find your belonging, find that kind of alignment. So therefore you're not thinking, oh, if I don't get it just like this, then I'm a failure, right? And we get to kind of walk that path and move through it. I think you nailed that perfectly. <laughs> I love it. Um, my dears, this has been so fun. I love it. I just like looked at Karma. Like, How the fuck has it been an hour already? Like what the hell? Um, but I deeply, deeply, deeply enjoyed talking with you ladies. I had no idea where this conversation was going to go. And I'm so happy with the direction of where it went. I'm so, so happy. Where can my community connect with you beautiful souls and get to know you a little bit more, plug into you, learn from your wisdom, all the things. So for me, um, on Instagram, you can find me at Melissa Chamis. And then on TikTok, I'm at the lazy yogi. Love it. <laughs> and on Instagram and TikTok, it's at Kathleen Carney Wellness. Um, I have a website, www.kathleencarney.com, that has links to my book and also season one of Connecting the Dots. And that's where Melissa and I, for right now, will be posting updates about season two. Um, and we are getting since now we're combined, I guess something that we didn't mention was that season one of the connecting the dots was just me. Um, and then Melissa was actually a guest on it. Um, and just love her so dearly. And she's one of my closest friends and that felt like, you know, the stars aligned for us to bring her on for season two. So we're still kind of trying to figure out what connecting the dots looks like with both of us, not just under Kathleen Carney. Um, but yeah, for now, you can hit, hit us up on our socials and www.kathleencarney.com and Connecting the Dots season one is available on pretty much any streaming platform, Apple, Spotify, Google. So yeah, check us out. I love it. I'm like, I saw that on your website. I was like, how the fuck did she get her name? little wizard over here like it's such a strong I mean my name is very common Thor Martin like good luck with that one but like I saw your website and I was like oh, wizardry love it anyways I will put all of that in the show notes as I get distracted by little things is there any <laughs> last words that you want to leave our community with I don't know. I mean, just kind of off the thought with perfectionism, something that just came to mind when Kath was talking to was that as we're brought up, like women are taught to be perfect and men are taught to be brave. And mm -hmm. I've been seeing this theme a lot and I feel like it's conditioned in us and trying to like with all this stuff with perfectionism and all these things. It's like kind of all oh, my favorite. So I love Eminem talking about music. One of the quotes in his music uh, in his songs is unlearning everything that we're taught so I think a lot of this has to be is about unlearning everything that we're taught and kind of going back to who we were as children before anything happened to us or for us and kind of just being exactly who we are and embodying that mm, I love that and I wrote my last paper in college on Eminem so I am equally obsessed with him <laughs> I took a hip hop and communications course and I am obsessed. When you said that, I was like, oh my God, did we just become best friends? Is this, is this uh, yes. Step brothers. That just made me so happy. Um, I'll be reading this What about you, Miss Kathleen? Oh man, I think that just kind of going off the theme of both of our conversations, um, for those listeners, we did a little collab today. So you can listen to all three of us on this podcast and connecting the dots. But I think like what I'm going to be journaling about later and really reflecting on is just like learning and knowing yourself and trusting your instincts. Even if like, like Melissa said, like you've learned that it's normal or you've been told to push it down or shove it away or, you know, not express that emotion because that's not okay. Or, you know, whatever it is, like if there is like a little voice, even if it's very far back in your head or shoved all the way down, like telling you that something's wrong or that you want to change something, listen to it 
and find people that will listen to it also. Because if people are shutting you down and telling you that, you know, what you're thinking or feeling isn't right, or at least not telling you that it's not valid, um, then they're the wrong people. And you need to be finding the people that are supporting you and listening to you and helping you through whatever it is from acne to allergies to getting out of a bad relationship. Like if there's that voice, listen to it and find your people. That's what I got to say. I love it. I love you guys. I'm so happy to bring this to my community. Thank you so much for your time, for your soul, for your energy, all the good things. I'll put everything in the show notes and we'll see you somewhere on the internet. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Huh? And they're just delicious. So I'll be sure, like I said, to put their information in the show notes. Make sure to go ahead out and check out their podcast called Connecting the Dots. You can catch Kathleen over at Kathleen Carney Wellness over on Instagram. I'll be sure to put that in the show notes. And then Melissa Thomas. And then we love to hear from you as well. My personal one is it's Laura Patricia Martin. So ITS Laura Patricia Martin. And then our company, our brand, our movement, our boldness is over at Healing Too Happy. So Healing T-O Happy. Again, all of that's in the show notes. Um, And if you are ready to jump in, to heal your heart, to quantum leap, your love story, to pivot your cycles and really free yourself from the traps and the bonds of baby manipulation or narcissism or toxic partners and you're you don't even need that right like there's this there's this part of like being a survivor and there's also like things are good but i really want this fucking orgasmic love story the ages i want to thrive that's where you're going to want want to land with sacred singlehood this is where you become your hero's journey whether you're in a relationship whether you're single whether you're fresh out of a relationship it doesn't freaking matter this is about your sovereignty and this is stepping into your power this is the program that has helped me heal from domestic violence, narcissism, codependency, things of that nature, trauma bonding, and to call in love, and has helped me through my heartbreak as well. So, like I said, I will put that in the show notes. We start September 6th, or, yeah, September 6th, 5th. Yeah, this is launching September 5th. So, September 6th is when we start the kickoff call. And then if it's any time after that, you can come in. It's a three to four week program. It is a high emergent, high touch, high level container. So I love you and I will see you in our next episode. Bye. Happy healing.